travelers to the season two review episode ned here we are we did it joe we did it uh it's me russell that's right i'm your mama and what get out out of here i'm everybody's mama yeah your daddy your daddy that you love is DJ Nettie P, Leo Daddy DJ P. Nettie P. Leo <laughs> Daddy we're, Nettie P. We're your traveling parents. Traveling I'm parents. your mama. We'll, we'll hold your hand <laughs> on the journey. Anyways, y'all, welcome. Uh, man, we freaking did it, Ned. A we, whole season down, another season gone. Let's get this explicit early. We fucking did it. Yeah, we did we that did thing. What we Ned did just it. said. I'm sorry, I'm sorry for all the children listeners, you know. But we, we, we've been explicit, you know, we might as well own it. Yeah, our demographic is six to eight year olds. It's cool. <laughs> so what is this? So says our Podbean account. You know. Yeah. Oh Lord, yeah. have mercy. No, it's not. Y'all are. We got a great demographic. It's it's almost exactly what we thought it would be based off of. I mean, the first two seasons, dude. Like, we're about to hit twenty five thousand downloads. You know, y'all are all, along with us. We're almost to one k on Instagram. Like, some pretty cool. Things on the metrics world. I'm just excited all around, though. I know so many listeners have mentioned that season three is going to get real good, and they just can't wait for my mind to be blown on this and that. And yeah, I've been dodging spoilers <laughs> as much as I can. Yeah, I, dude, I yeah, you're dodge, in dip, the... dive, duck, dodge. <laughs> you're in the hard part of this. This, I mean, like trying to promote on social media and share and engage with an audience on social media because the end of season two, like we, we, we've pretty much gotten into some of the canon, pretty much all the, like the canon characters, give or take, uh, especially we, we, I mean, we get introduced to season strong, <laughs> season strong, Susan strong. Um, and a lot of the PB development, a lot of the Marcy development, a lot of the BMO development, um, starting to see a lot of Finn's characteristics break out. And so it's hard, I feel like, for us to talk about that and share it on Instagram without an audience coming back in and trying to spoil future things because they're like, dude, you you guys aren't talking about this crazy part of the show. And it's just like, yeah, we're not because Russell doesn't know about that part of the show yet. You know, we can't if, talk if about there was that something, yet. If there was ever something that you felt like we needed to talk about in an in episode like, okay, this is way too obvious. People are going to be asking about this. You know, I can always step out or something. Uh, and it's we've done true. that before in the past. It really doesn't bother me at all. It's if you're true. like, I just don't want to pull listeners. out. I just don't want to pull out that Candyland card that's like skipped to the very end of the Candyland and like skip yeah. the game. You know, we're, we're playing the game. That's fine. Our community, because I, I love the feedback. I love seeing y'all essentially, like again, adventure with us and pull out things from the show that you see send it to us, comment to us and say, oh, you guys, why didn't you talk about this? Or we should talk about this, or this made me realize this about this later season. And that's also what we're trying to do. So from my perspective, you know, I'm trying to get you guys engaged with my theoretically speakings, my deep thoughts and be like, hey, maybe let me, you know, pin this or uh, rethink about this thing that happened in season seven with the connection of something that happened in season two, you know? Yeah. 
Well, if y'all were wondering what we were going to do today, this is essentially a celebration, a celebration of season two, a celebration of Adventure Time, just like we did at the season one review. I think the season one review was one of my favorite episodes we did. I think it was really fun to reflect that I binge watched this entire damn season this Ooh, week again. That's impressive, man. Yeah. And I watched some of the episodes more than once just because really? I was like, oh, this is important. I want to get into this. And to be entirely honest, I don't know how deep into the weeds we'll get with each of these episodes. We've got a couple of top lists that we're going to talk about, but let's just get pretty right in that you had mentioned that you wanted me to talk about what I think is going to be happening in season yeah, three. Pretty much just kind of getting to the end of this season and we, we see some growth. We see a little bit of continuity begin to happen. And I would call it maybe this season's, <laughs> this episode's, theoretically speaking, but like, what are you expecting to see out of season three? Theoretically speaking. What I want to see out of season three, I've, I've noticed that this world is very full already. We've, we've been around, Ooh, we've been around the candy kingdom. We've had almost every episode, so many characters just popping up and like being introduced to so many different random people. I want to get into the stories and the adventures with these characters. I'm ready for us to take a break from just introducing new random characters and like, I want to dive deeper in with, with all of them and I want to live in Adventure Time a little bit. I don't feel like we're really living in and developing the world yet. I think it's a little bit of that and it's a little bit of like, here's a new spot, here's a new spot, but like, let's further develop those spots. You know, season one and season two added so much uh, and I just want to settle in. Let's, yeah. let's get along for the ride, you know? Well, I think, remember we started this season off with... um Episode two or episode three was The Eyes. And I told you that was one of my favorite episodes of all time. Most quotable and episode. Most for you. quotable, one of my favorites, one of the ones that always like sticks in my mind. And I think, you know, you were like, oh, you know, it's cool. You know, it's not an adventure. It's not my favorite. But within what you just said now, it's kind of like, that's kind of why I like these treehouse episodes is that. It, it gives you one solid state of a setting that you're familiar with. And then you get familiarized with a lot of different settings. So like you'll get familiarized when there's a Candy Kingdom episode, when there is a Treehouse episode. Um, I'm trying to think of other consistencies here with like other episodes. But I mean, really, it's Candy Kingdom and Treehouse is the most consistent. Um, yeah. and, and you're starting to get a desire for that. You're like, I want more stories of the characters, not just like, Let's do something new every episode. We'll get into our top episodes in a minute, but I just a little, I don't know, spoiler for when we do that. The eyes did not make my top five. <laughs> I knew it wouldn't. I, Dude, I knew. it was close. It's, it's six. Okay, it's okay. number that's, six. I that's good. That's really good liked that episode, that's but it didn't make it. On the second watch, I liked it. We'll talk about it later. I liked it a lot more on the second watch, but that's good. We, we asked some of you guys on, uh, and, and gals and, and peeps that, uh, what do y'all want us to talk about during the season two review? And one thing I thought was really interesting, someone said they wanted to talk about the development, some of these characters that we've already had, especially in regards to Princess Bubblegum. Uh, I've got my thoughts on that. Ned, what do you think about PB specifically? No, no, no. You started off. I want to hear, I want right. to hear your thoughts first and I want to see if they align with, cause I know too much. So I don't want to just like jump in with PB development and I need to yeah. hear it a little bit more organically coming from you. 
All right. Well, here's what I'll say. I think we have a new dimension this season to Princess Bubblegum. I think the first season, like she's often plotting or even maniacal in some ways. But this season, I think they showed us that she can also hang out. She can go on a date or she could go to the movies and sweats or watch a movie with friends, you know, and sweats. And and there's a goofy side to her that we were introduced to. And then I have a little quote just to, to prove this. A blue, blue, blue. I, I love that. I love that we got to see this other side of Princess Bubblegum when after the first season, me and you were like, man, freaking fascist ruler of the Candy Kingdom, blah, blah, blah. And we also got to see a little bit of PB and Marceline, like having some sort of a weird history or a weird tension between them where uh, Marceline calls her Bonnabelle. And there's all these other little aspects, but I just, I liked humanizing Princess Bubblegum a little bit in the season. I think is the new development, the new dimension that we got for her. Yeah. And I figured you were going to say that because I know in previous episodes you had mentioned, oh, like she's wearing a t-shirt, you know, at the science barbecue and she's wearing sweatpants at Finn's movie party. And she was a sexy character this episode she was for this, me. He, at every point. time it happened, you got, the, you have, you are in like Finn's shoes. I feel like as the show's developing. She's not a seeing- lovely, hey, she's not a lovely. I didn't go that far. Come no, on. no, she's not lovely, but she can be a sexy character. But it's but it's that mentality where I think the writers of the show did a real good job of whenever, you know, I feel like we started having crushes in middle school. Let's talk about like Finn's age in middle school. Like I myself, every time I got to see more of the real side of a girl, like the not just like she's like a crush that's like sitting up on a pedestal, but like we can hang. She not not always that she's a bro, but like, oh my gosh, like I think uh, she's cute just wearing gym clothes or in her like sports outfit or in her school like you know dress code uniform, not just all dressed up like Princess Bubblegum in a in a freaking princess gown. And I think they do that purposefully to get to Finn of of he's seeing her more as a peer and not as a princess, you know. Interesting. Yeah, I guess so. I'll say my one issue with PB this season was, I believe it's the real you episode when she kisses Finn at the end and says that she likes him. There was that one Uh, moment that almost ruins it for me, but I I don't know. We've already talked so much about how she's flirty and all that stuff. I had some other things about her and seeing a little bit more of her dark side in this season. That we, she becomes more real and like she becomes, you know, like you just said, like we'd see some new clothes. We see her being cool, kind of cool and closer to Finn. But then we get introduced to newer and more aspects of the Candy Kingdom. She's sipping on a sentient soda. Um, she is, uh, she let the tart toter go mad um, and she's not helping him, you know. Um, she's also sending Finn and Jake off to go die to tote the tarts to this ceremony. Um, and there's, I feel like there's just a lot of little, very, very minute things in this season where you can see that she's this sweet person, but the way she's running things, there's a lot of life and death situations and, or like, I don't know. It's a kind of, well, this, she's certainly still that ruler. She's still kind of, the person pulling the strings in the candy exactly. kingdom, but exactly. 
but we knew that. I think we already kind of knew that about her. I, I will say, like I admit, yeah, there are definitely some things where it's like, yeah, she's being extra shady in a couple of these episodes. But but that's why you're getting finned out. I think that you're getting finned out because you're like, yeah, 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 she's still evil. But like, man, isn't she a lot cooler? Isn't she I just a lot see the sexier? good in people, Ned. Come on. Let me see the good in people. The good in people that you just described to me was that she's she can still hang – but does that yeah, mean she's that she's bro. still like masking the fact that like she's probably doing some very, you know, questionable things? But like the more she hangs, the more you're just like, ah, like we'll just like Look, sweep those things. I haven't forgiven her. She's not my lovely. <laughs> I'm just saying we saw another side to her that they hadn't developed yet. And I I think they did a good job with that. Yes. Okay. That's, okay. that's all I'm it, getting at. And they will continue. And, and honestly, in this season, I'm ripping on her because it does get better. She does have moments later on where she questions whether or not she's doing the right thing. So there is still a moral conscience there. They just, are, they just aren't going into that storyline in this season. Well, you know who ain't going to get better? Who is not going to get better? My most punchable character for this season. Oh, I want to hear this one because I had, I had several... But I want to see how ours line up. I just wonder if you could even guess. I'll, I'll just to be entirely honest. I think it almost doesn't feel right. Like I feel bad for saying this because I just have a really, really gross taste in my mouth, Ned. Mm, I feel like I know what you're gonna say because we talked about it. Because I was, I like went through in my mind everything we talked about this season. I think you're gonna say Party Pat. No. Um. I think Dude. if it's not Party Pat, then it might be Sir Slicer. It's Ice King. Ice King's most punchable for the whole season. For the whole season, because I the dude Mortal Folly just effed me up. Like oh, I got you just finished the season off on a bad note. Like I said, I have a really bad taste in my mouth. It, mm. it is, it's almost as if you know, it's just, it's just so gross, dude. He just he. Yeah, the the last episode, everything he did, just all of it. I mean, go listen to that. I, I dove deeper into it. I didn't really write a lot of notes because I didn't want to just replenish or like re-say everything yeah, I said. Yeah, we don't want to re-podcast things or anything. That's exactly. interesting to me, though, that, I mean, I, I know he's your most punchable. And yeah, he does a lot of things that are kind of like douchey or dicky in this season. But I don't know. I I kind of thought in this season in general – we get some more humanization of Ice King, even though he's not perfect. Um, he is not as much of an antagonist as season one. And yeah, I mean, with, like we said, in the yeah. eyes, I was watching you guys. I wanted to learn how to have or how to be happy. Yeah. You and know, you can't, like, like hate him for that. You know, you can punch him for that, but you can't hate him for that. And I guess why that's this segment's called most punchable, not most hateable. You know, no, he's not. He was not math in that episode, and I just I had to create a whole segment for why I, he bothered me so much because of yeah. that one episode. Okay, I, it's I, not I, a reflection of the whole season, though. I know it's supposed to be, but because of that, the Ice King he's just got even further to go for me before he's like really redeemed or whatever. Yeah. Well, you're, you're you're gonna get a little hate from some some longtime fans for that, but Yo, I can bring give it you- on. I can give you some of my – I can give you my most punchable first and then it's some runner-ups here. Okay. I think after looking back at all the episodes, honestly, my most punchable was the tree witch that sucked Jake into the bottomless Bear. bottom. 
Totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I thought that she was the least redeemable, just like I would go back and punch her over and over again. No redeeming qualities there. To cut a woman's hair. Yeah. Solid we episode. Really, we really I only cut Finn's hair in that episode, which is really funny. We did. <laughs> I, yeah. I was like, to cut Finn's hair. Which, what a great reveal. I mean, if, yeah. if we had a that top was, reveals, that uh, had to be up there. It took that long for them in the show to take Finn's hat off and like to have that epic of a reveal. That's in my tops of this season too, I think, is like yeah. the, hair, the Finn hair reveal was pretty freaking awesome. That's cool, man. I would say runner-up punchables, though. Marcy's Ghost Friends, Sir Slicer, Zergiak, Hudson Abadir, and then my my most Hudson Abadir, most, really? Yeah, I mean he's he's I like him, but like again, he that's my Ice King mentality. It's just like he's super punchable in that episode. Wow, he got I, I love that episode. No, I love the episode. I just think, I think he was great in it. I, I thought um, it was super fascinating. That's why I opened up with um, I'm your mama because of him. I'm your mama. But also, I mean, the other one I think you'll disagree with me on is I think Bob and Ethel are super punchable. No, I don't really disagree. Okay, uh, Bob, okay. at least. Yeah, Bob, Bob seems yeah. borderline, you know, punching bag. Yeah, for me. I, mean, they, I mean, they were such like they... They were like, yeah, humans are slaves and like we can eat you and mistreat you. I was like, dude, I don't even care if you have a redeeming quality at the end. Like you treated Finn so poorly. Yeah, they just pumped oh, they like, just get under my skin, man. It was nice that they weren't entirely racist against dogs. That was a nice reveal, but at the same time, it wasn't it wasn't redeeming. Yeah, they were like, hey, we don't hate dogs, but I was like, you totally just were gonna eat this human and you abused him and all this. Well, stuff. there aren't a lot of humans. I mean, you gotta take the chance when you got it, you know? Uh, yeah. like, well, how many humans have they freaking eaten? Like real well, humans none. have they eaten? They've never had human before. No, that's no, why no, they no, wanted no, no. to. You don't, they don't say they've never had humans. They say I, there's no more humans around. So they eat. I think Ethel now. said that she had never tasted human before. Oh, and they, okay, they had okay. only had the, uh, only yeah. had soy people. Only had soy people. But yeah. again, I I give that to there is sentient soy people out there. Again, speak to our, our original theoretically speaking, but there <laughs> yeah, is sentient yeah. soy people that <laughs> quote unquote tastes like humans. Man, you kind of you're kind of touching though a little bit of something that I think this season, I don't know if we're going a little aside here, but something I think the season did really well was helping to develop the lore of ooh. I was going to say, I literally had this like highlighted for the whole season was that season one is just introduction after introduction after, and you don't feel like you start to love the show. And literally we kick off this season with, it came from the nightosphere, the return of Marceline in another episode, giving a, a character a backstory. We give Marceline a backstory of, She's got a weird relationship with her dad. Her dad's a demon. She came. She she came from the nightosphere, um, and really, that episode actually was nominated in 2011 for an outstanding short format animated program at the Emmys. Wow! Um, so deservedly it, so, in my opinion. Yeah, and yeah. It's it is for sure. I mean, from reviews from our review from other sources, it's a great episode of a 11 minute cartoon show. And mm-hmm. totally. yeah, and it's it starts that season out with the taste in your mouth that we are building the lore and we are mm-hmm. building a universe, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, let's just, I got a little just random list of things that we learned and we met in this season. We got Hudson Abadir. We got the Lich, mm-hmm. Death and the Underworld. We got, mm-hmm. we further entered into the Crystal Kingdom and we learned about the Rainicorn Dog Wars that occurred there. We, we met Susan Strong, the other human. The Party God was a part of this, which apparently is a reoccurring character, which mm-hmm. blows my mind. We had an addition for Billy with the, with the gauntlet. And then Royal Tart Toters and this annual like tart eating thing that they do every year. Like there's so many things that happen with the lore of Ooh in this season that episode one kind of either set up for or introduced and just kind of ignored. Yeah. No, I think you're completely right though. Like yeah. that's that is why seasons do like what's seasons do. Season two can stand <laughs> on its own. Um, and every season will have an up and a down or a, they hit the mark and they did, they miss the mark of every season. And season yeah, two is totally. really great because they come off of season one, which we, again, I love every season. I'm not going to hate on any season, but well, you the, can. the flow right, of hit this on one, I think we had a really fun time in season one, just having fun times in season two, pretty much every episode we get to talk about. Now we're like, okay, we're seeing repeat characters. We're seeing repeat, uh, you know, environments. We're seeing repeat kingdoms. We're seeing repeat, uh, you know, Finn tropes and uh, dealing with different uh, or similar, I should say, situations. I still don't think it did quite as much of that as I wanted. I do think there were a lot of episodes that were like, here's new stuff, like, you know, overboard, which is why I was saying my theoretically speaking or whatever you want to call it that I do want to further develop this world even more and, and settle in a little bit. But to that, to what you're saying, we also got some character lore. We got the see Bimo become a roommate and, and mm-hmm. meet his goofy and sassy, like, I don't like everything about him is just so ridiculous. Like his personality is just so wonderful. And yeah, and BB had- and Marceline had a history that was hinted at. And, and Jake's powers, we got to see his limit and the limit, and also, and to cut a woman's hair when he's getting soaked up by your most punchable character's butthole. Yeah. You well, know? They did a good job, I think, with this season um, in terms of developing... Finn and Jake were really still a core of every episode in this season. And they got to flirt out other aspects of other characters. Um, and... And LSP's in the woods. Uh, LSP's I, in the woods. Again, yeah, like flirting out like more and more lore yeah, of other totally characters. Totally forgot about that. Now, it, it takes until, and I, I actually read a review about season four, and they actually were some cl- complaints about season four because they say season four really, it focuses so much on other characters. And Finn and Jake play background characters in season four, and also it gets a little bit too serious or so random like there's a whole tree trunks episode in, in episode four where like finn and jake like aren't even in it there's they they start doing that and they build the lore so much to where i appreciate it, that but then other people are like okay but we we need to get back to the core humor and the core characters and that's what i'm most excited about for season three is that things do get more lory serious it's all about Finn and Jake. There's more development. There's more serious moments, but they don't lose the core Adventure Time humor in season three. That's good, man. So, well, I'm excited about it. I th- I think it's gonna be 
it's going to be a good season. Just everyone seems to say season three is it, you know, like strap in, put your, put your seatbelts yeah. on. And I'm as prepared for it as I, I can be, I think. Yeah. It starts, it starts slow coming off of the Lich and coming off of like mortal folly. It's, it starts a little slower than you expect. And then ends so strong, like okay. literally cool. one of my favorite like transition episodes happens at the end of season three. Nice. So then well, we didn't talk about now we we talked about PB. We talked a little bit about BMO for characters. How do you feel about Finn and Jake in this season? Like what's going on with them? Like how like do you feel it's much change? No change? Like dude, I don't really have a lot of notes on Finn or Jake this season. To be entirely honest, they are a little different. Finn's a little bit older. The things that we've talked about this season feel slightly more mature, but only by a margin as it is only a year older, a season later. Yeah. Jake sort of had some developments, but he's kind of the same Jake where he's helping out where he needs to help out. And he's kind of lazy when he wants to be lazy. Did you, did you have a lot of notes? Did you have thoughts? I didn't have a lot of notes. I just had some high level important notes. I feel like that were important to run over through the season is that I'll start with Jake. I feel like Jake, you start to see, I mean, we've seen some rougher side of Jake, but, you know, we constantly talked about, we we created a segment in this whole season called Jake Mistakes. Like That is a season two segment. Wow. That yeah. is a season two segment in that we, we start to see that he is an OP, awesome character, so great, like completely lovable, but he's not always doing the most. And I think this episode or this season, you can really see it's not just with his like stretchy powers, but it's with his mentality. Like I got really weirded out with like kind of him leading Finn into like, you should be this like womanizer this season. Like here's the way to talk to ladies. And I'm like, you're, you're teaching a 12 year old, not good lessons about this. Um, So I don't know. I mean, that's his development as kind of the mentor esque, you know, leader but a not perfect mentor. And I think that's okay. really realistic. You know, I, I, I'm not hating on that, but that's the development I see is that he considers himself a mentor, considers himself somebody who's watching after Finn, but also seeing his imperfections is a, is a big development. And then with Finn, more, a lot more than season one. And I think because we've been talking about this season for 27 weeks, like we don't realize we hop from season one and there's more episodes where he's just a little bit more torn about situations that are emotionally driven and not just adventure driven. So like, think about the episode where he wants to become smart for princess Bubblegum, you know, and think about the episode where he, um, like is torn about telling Jake to stop stretching. And that's the only thing that Finn really does in that episode. It's just like, supports Jake and Jake's doing all the work and you see just him in his journey is going through emotional like what should I do not like punch the character or kill the bad guy like what should I do in terms of like telling somebody I love to stop doing something or preventing myself from doing something that could hurt somebody else he starts to notice those moments in this season Mm. you know what I mean yeah that must be, I mean, I, I agree. There are episodes where he is like the silent king where Finn mm-hmm. is very much of the, I'm a fight mentality, you know, fight first, 
ask questions later. But I agree. I mean, I think I'm glad we have your perspective on this because in my opinion, I just kind of glanced over Finn and Jake in this season. I mean, they were great, great season for them, but I didn't really notice too much development personally. I guess if you... I mean, for what it's worth, Finn is sort of my lovely of the entire season. Really? Okay. Well, no, no I, I agree. I agree. I, I tried to lean away from that just because it's it's an obvious answer. He's awesome well, in the season. To be more specific, Jeremy Shada is my lovely of this season. Give, give, give me some sugar, baby. Okay. Uh-oh. The voice actor for Finn. And I don't know if that's even acceptable, and I might get hate for that, but... I, I just I looked into it a little bit and I know you've told me and we've probably talked about this in the past, but he was really young when this season came out, you know, like very much like almost Finn's age, or maybe he was even Finn's age. I'm not really yeah, I think sure. It was, it was pretty darn close, I know, at this point. But some of the voice acting he was doing and that he did at that age is really it's really quite impressive. Especially I just was listening through uh Party Animal and the dynamics of that episode alone are wild and i'm like yeah. man he's like a mature professional he's, voice well, actor he's sitting in a sound that studio young. screaming his voice out like doing these high-pitched screams and like putting it you know balls to the wall with it you but know? he's got the emotion he's got it, it was just such a good season as far as in my opinion for the voice acting and yeah that's why Jeremy Shot is my lovely first season. Oh, two. I love it. That's great, man. I was, I was actually, um, we'll see if he actually listens to this episode, but uh, I was supposed to get dinner with him like last Friday. Oh no. What? Yeah, I was. Well, we have a friend of, of my wife and, um, she knows him from his music career and called us up like last minute. And we were like, my wife was busy, couldn't answer the phone. And she was like, we're going to dinner like right now. Like, let's go. We're going with Jeremy and his wife. And uh, it wasn't until the next morning, my wife like got the voicemail and was like, no, oh, no. Oh, yeah, so, what? Um, Dude. Yeah. But Jeremy, if you're listening to this episode, we would love to hang out with you. We're down. I'm down in Atlanta. Russell's up in Nashville. I know you're traveling all the time. Uh, but yeah, we want to talk about Adventure Time because we, we, talk, we talk about you and here's what we think Jeremy would say. And we'd love to hear what you actually say. Well, Jeremy at the age of 13 or 12 or something like that was my lovely. And that's that a may be a creepy to that way, way to phrase that. Yeah, it's a weird, <laughs> weird way to put it that way. Um, I don't know, man. My lovely of the season. Oof. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you guess this one. I want you to guess my lovely of the season. BMO. Yes, you got it. You know me. Yeah. He's my top. You tops. know Oh, BMO's, BMO's the my tops. tops. Yeah, B- yeah, dude, they just do such. So, they did. I feel like the writers brought BMO out of nowhere. They just had like a little computer sentient person. Um, but this season, they develop him into a true like. All of a sudden, he's got a voice, a voice line or two in the third or fourth episode of the season, and then they're like. Then he's playing a main role, and then they're then they're going inside BMO, and it's just like kind of this development of this such an innocent, flawless character, and I love it. And so that's what, yeah, BMO is my ultimate lovely, and I love that you guessed it too. He might be my favorite character of the whole season. I almost gave him my lovely, but I felt like voice acting for Finn deserved it, but. He he's great, man. I, I was so excited. And I think every time I see him, every time he's involved, 
I liked the episode that much more because of Bimo's character. Um, just look at the breakfast scene from her parents. It's the best part of that whole episode. It's I mean, oh, obviously, it's when, beautifully when the drawn. lights coming through the window, the the light. But he's just I mean, being silly, and the artwork is great. And mm-hmm. yeah, man, Bimo is he's fantastic for sure. I think I think in season three we get the episode Bimo Noir, which is a full BMO focused episode and it's so good. I hated it for years until I really started to get what they were doing with BMO and then it made sense. And the whole episode's hilarious. I think even like Video Maker is really not one of my favorite episodes from this season, mm-hmm. but BMO helps it be a, just a little bit better. Like yeah, I, no, I it would without, probably be my episode BMO, I would, would be, skip without him. Without BMO it would be the worst episode. Yeah, and I don't what know, is your you, worst episode of the of this? It's season? I mean, it's got to be slow love. Yeah, like the whole snail. Yeah. I mean, it it doesn't fit in the season. Um, slow actually, love even, and the pods are my two. Yeah, the po- Well, the pods I think I just like because of the piggies, but um, and we and like uh, honestly, story. honestly, I did like the pods episode more this season because we did a really good podcast about it. And we had really good conversation <laughs> about it. I didn't well, think we would, but we actually did. Yeah. So I enjoyed it a little bit more just because of us. We did, but at the same time, I I didn't even watch it. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah. I binged the whole season, but I skipped <laughs> you were like, the I, love I, in the pods. I, I know what I need to know from this episode. But, yeah, I piggies, knew I wouldn't be talking about them. The little mushroom penis people, like, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, I got um, it. I, and it's one, too, where for whatever reason, I think I just didn't have anything I wanted to say about it before we did the podcast. So I watched it so many times that I just know <laughs> that episode like the back like, of my I'm hand. Done. I'm like, I'm good. I'm not yeah. going to watch that again. Yeah, those are top two worst for sure of the season. It's, it's slow love for me. It's more just because it's like they're helping him for no reason. He destroys their house where they're like, we're going to help you. He doesn't appreciate it. It's gross. The ending is not very like even satisfying, and uh, ugh, yeah, it just it's got a weird. It's like a road bump in a season. I feel like totally agree. A little round circle though. To earlier, you were asking about Jake and Finn and and what you think about their development. And Finn was kind of sort of te- technically my lovely. Jake is kind of sort of technically my sexy character of the season. Oh, really? Wait, what, what's your specific reasons why? Um, the armor of Zeldron is the reason oh, with why. The booby- with the boobies? No, it's not about the boobies. She's got legs. <laughs> she knows how to <laughs> use them. It's muscular. That is so surprising to me, though, that you would put... I, I get it. <laughs> I get it now that you say it. Because that she was so legs, early dude. on. She got legs. Um... Uh, <laughs> he pulls it off. He's trying to be sexy in the armor too. So that makes sense. Well, it's just that the freaking, it's almost jokingly in a way, but it's just the artist just had to make his legs like, again, that Patrick star from the SpongeBob movie, weirdly <laughs> yeah. big with, and muscular big. and sexy, like shapely with the, with the fishnet on it in SpongeBob movie. <laughs> Yeah, so that's my sexy character of the season is Jake okay. and Armory Zeldron. I'm, I'm pulling a Russell though. I'm calling Marcy as oh, sexiest yeah. character this season. I'm I'm pulling it. You know, I, <laughs> I tried to avoid it every episode. You know, I might say, and I was like, yeah, it's obvious. But like for the season, 
and I think it's because well, one we get like multiple Marcy outfits, like the cool like she True. becomes she becomes a little bit more like. Now, is it just this, is it the Skrillex Marceline? Is that really what no, you're getting? No, not at? Skrillex Marceline. Actually, okay. actually, it is um one of what is it um heat signature outfit and it's it's a little bit more like ripped jeans uh plaid shirt yeah, from g marcy yeah. and that's cool man you get to see her she's not just a vampire witch in crazy clothes and she's not just a skrillex demon but you see all the aspects of it and then you see i think why she really takes it home as a sexy character the season is that she's independent she's badass but she's got this soft side for the people that she loves and it comes through that she is not afraid to shed her skin and go to movie night with all all of people that you know I assumed if she ran with these this ghost gang in the past and we know that she was this adventurer that she still shows up to movie night with tree trunks and PB and Finn and Jake and she freaking loves it that she has this soft human non-vampire, non-thousand-year-old side where she just wants relationship with people. And I think that's so cool and it makes her much more of a sexy character this season than last season. The development we see of her and he's hinted her alone almost yeah. should have made... I, the fact that that's not in my top 10 episodes, I'm I'm kind of regretting that a little bit no, because we did get to see her signature. pushing her friend, her old friends away and going... yeah. These are my if new he, friends, and they're cool in their own way. If see, if his signature had been like fourth episode of the season, it, it's an easy, not top five. I wouldn't say call it top five. It's an easy, better episode. But the fact you come off of Mortal Recoil to his signature, you're just not ready for Marceline. You, you're like, I just came Poor off the lich. I don't need like Marceline development right now. I need to to like take a break and go to the next season. You know? Yeah. Well, Ned, um, I want to get into. One of the lists that we both have, uh, yes, this, get it. this segment's going to be called Everything Brainless Likes Music, as we yes. learned from, uh, I think that's a thin quote from this season, if I'm not mm -hmm. mistaken. So what is your, what is your least favorite, or I guess it's not least favorite because these are all your favorite. What is your number five song? You said you had five of them. Yeah, I got top five, I, my runner up, so I, I can start with six. Runner up is... Finn's Jingle Bell Death Battle song, where he's okay. just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Death's like brr, 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 on the double bass. That's mm -hmm. a runner up because it's, I just always laugh. Not I left it good. off my list. I agree though. Yeah. It's, it's, good. it's, it's laughable. Number five, which I think is lower than most people's, is uh, in the BMO um, Guardians of Sunshine episode, though we are in a computer world not computer boys but computer or not computer girls but computer boys <laughs> i'm mixing up a, a podcast man. i love my remake of that oh it's so good that's a great song um yeah number Welcome four -E again maybe <laughs> we are doing a sexy <laughs> podcast yeah uh number four again maybe a little bit lower on the list than expected but um my hot dogs dead Oh, my pizza's dead. Damn it, dude. I forgot about that no, song. No, it was one of the best ones. That's so good. The, the sad Can I edit my list? Pack. Yeah. Is yeah, it okay? Can do. I edit my list? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Edit your list. That's number two for me then. That's the second number, best song. Oh, that's bumping yeah. it up. Man. Whew. 
Unless wow. you come up with another song that I totally forgot about, that's the number I'm, two well, song. Well, my me. number three might be one you totally forgot about because it's very subtle, but it's because so. it's a semi tops and it's a, something I always remember. It's when it's in Power Animal when Jake dances oh. with the ladybug and it's the dancing with the ladybug song. I don't believe in electronic music, so that's not even a song in my opinion. <laughs> that doesn't even count in your book. I'd say number, <laughs> number two, number two behind well, let Dancing me, Bug Song. Okay. Well, let no, me, I'm, my number three is the Condiment Rainbow song, the transition song for them to become ooh, fake unicorns. That, that is a good number. That's, I forgot about the, tra- I, I only remember the Bob and Ethel singing song, but I forgot about the transition song. Well, that's a fun one too, but that's, yeah, yeah I just, the transition song was great and also the, colorfulness of it all it, and then the reveal that they didn't actually do they didn't pull it off at all uh number two for me was i mean before i adjusted my list susan strong song mm-hmm. um that's my it, number two it would have been susan higher song. but finn with the you turn my heart on at the end just gives me little icky vibes mm. so it's not but that was all the, the way reason that didn't stay your number one no, it's the only reason that it's it's behind uh, the one you mentioned earlier that I moved up to two. The um, my hot dogs dead that song. Yeah. Okay. I got. No, I got you. I do got we you. have the same number one? It sounds yeah, like we well, do. Yeah, we have to have the same number one for this season. It's it's why did you eat my fries? Yeah, fries. Yeah. Marceline's song about her dad. If you didn't pick, Daddy, why did you eat my fries? Like. You just, you're not an Adventure Time fan if that doesn't just get you at your heartstrings. I I totally agree. And yeah. this has been everything brainless likes music. Yeah. Me and, and I suck. Yeah, we're brainless. <laughs> Why? And so are y'all because y'all listen to our dumb yeah, podcast. <laughs> suck it. Suck it, travelers. <laughs> no. Uh, well, let's get into another fun list before we do t- our, our top episodes because I think that's going to be the, the climax. Yeah, we can, we, can, we can kick it off. Yeah, we like finish it off with top episodes. I've got top 10 totally math items slash powers that most likely will not be ever seen again. There's okay. one or two that we'll probably be seeing again, uh, such as number 10, which I feel and my notable one which the notable one was the ancient second tandem war elephant the reason it's not really on the top 10 list and i had to express this to ali because she's like you're crazy that yeah, is you're cra- that should be you, way I, up I, there I, I agree with ali i feel like it's crazy that's not on uh, the top of any list that that was my number two tops of the season was ancient well, second Ned, war elephant it's a pet it's a familiar it is not an item or a power and therefore does not qualify for my list okay okay i, so, I, I I give you that. Well, and our lists are different here, so I give you that. Yeah. You can ride it, but you're not equipping it, you know, essentially is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Uh, number 10 is Finn's hair. You can cut it off and it can be equipped. Therefore, mm-hmm. Finn's hair is an item that uh, is on my list. I love number it. nine. Well, well, long-haired Finn was one of my sexiest of the season. Oh, he's for good. sure. Honestly, he might. He probably should have been the sexiest character of that. Yeah. The he, if it wasn't Marcy... It was a tie between Party Pat and Finn. Long, long Party Pat. Finn. I I thought Party Pat was a sexy character. I did. You're, you're weird, dude. You're um, you thought he was punchable. I thought it was sexy. Sorry, sorry. I'm yucking your yums. That's not okay. Well, you <laughs> we, you yucked my yums a couple we, episodes ago. You always say we don't yuck each other's yums, yet we always yuck each other's yums. So I feel like can, you're just yucking my yums, bro. I just feel like you're uh, yumming your yums. All right, well, <laughs> on the, yeah, for everybody <laughs> here. Number nine, loot suit. 
is the number Ooh. nine item for me. Yes, I love it. I love that because it does appear twice in this season. Oh, yeah. So this this is where it gets tricky because there are some damn good items that we're about to get into. Number mm. eight, the glasses of Nerdicon. Uh, I'm Hard. surprised you didn't have it higher up, but okay. Yeah, I agree. There's too many good items. Number seven, armor of Zeldron. Jake mm. flies through a mountaintop. Yep. He has the armor equipped. He flies through mountains. I just hate that it ne- it doesn't ever reappear. That is a bummer. Like well, big bummer. That's this list for you. Uh, number six, the Billy Gauntlet. Pretty rad item. Uh, gets destroyed though. That's it like, does pretty easily. But it was pretty rad. It gets that's, like that's an Iron Man. That's probably why it's a number gauntlet. six. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number five, Bemo Troning people. I don't know if we'll see that again, but that was such a cool power that we got to experience in the season. We had a um, very OP segment about Bemotroning people and saying yeah. saying that's a that's something that you could overlook if you don't think about it too long. Number four, ninja ice powers. Mm, mm, Number three, uh Lich's body transferability. I think that's pretty rad. That's a really cool power. It'll probably come back. I mean, it's got to come back because he's not going to be it, the snail forever. Yeah, it does. It does come back in into a degree, but I don't. I still don't think it's cool. I think it's just pretty. Like it's just pretty litchy. It's pretty like just like typical evil magic. It's not yeah. something unique, you know. I I really liked it. I don't know. Okay. It's number three for my list. Number two. Man, the fourth dimensional sword yep. is number two on <laughs> yep, my list. There you go. How Love sick it. is that? Okay, that in terms of items, for sure, that's the best. And the number one, totally math, item and power, most likely and never to be seen again, is the power of la, la, liking someone a lot. Oh, you just put that you put that top of the list to be cool. You put that it top is? of the list to be yeah. Harry Potter. that's Um, so harry potter well ned it's i want to ask you of those items or of all the items that we saw in this this season which would you keep what are you keeping because i'm keeping the ability to tron people that's what i want i don't know i did think that was something that made bemo op that i literally until we started doing this podcast i never thought about that ability until we Mm -hmm. like actually sat down and like bemo is pulls out physical beings from himself. Like that's kind of crazy. To be fair, the Um, cheat code probably could have been on this list too. I just didn't even really think about the cheat code. No, no, that's, that's, well, that's not an item. That's, that's, did you say items or abilities? Okay. Yeah. I mean, honestly, mine would be fourth dimensional sword. I would say tops is the glasses that make you know everything. Yeah. But they got that. sketchy ass character like yeah and there's a flaw to him where it takes takes over you and all that you know yeah choose goose i feel like is kind of like maybe the genie you know can give you everything that you wish for but there's a little bit of a a downside side effect or anything like that um Mm -hmm. you know so i would say that i it's a fourth dimensional sword um Jeez, man, I'm trying to think of like other like OP items. Ah, it's all but like good. I I do love ancient ancient psychic tandem or elephant. Like, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, just because I know he comes back, and awesome. I know an episode where he's featured, I love that it 
I mean, it, it doesn't come back to like season five or six, like at least. And I love that it's from season two. So like, I, I can't overlook that myself just because I know the, the, the future of what's going to happen. I probably could have let or could have added uh, my favorite line of the whole season, or what I, oh, I think might be my favorite I line think to we're the powers. Gonna have to compare them because I have one that literally me and my it's wife not be the and same my thing. friend. It's not going to be the same. No, yours is poo brain. I'm sure. No, it's not poo It's that's no. on my. That's my second. That's my number two line. Okay, uh, mine's just kiss to death, baby. Oh, oh, that that's definitely in my top five, though. Yeah, that's a good line. Yeah. But but uh, mine is don't don't burn it now, Grimby. <laughs> is, Hush, I ain't gonna burn it. Is that that's really my your favorite, favorite that's my, line? Literally, that is that moment in this season. It's like don't burn it now, Grimby. Hush, I ain't gonna burn it. You're wild, dude. I love that. I, it's just <laughs> there's something about that scene. It's so freaking random. It's so out of nowhere. It is. His name's his name is Grimby, and I think I will name a pet one day Grimby because I think of you that. should absolutely Grimby tattoo. I get, I'll get I'll get a daggum. I'll get those three characters by the fireplace roasting a bean on Please my don't. on my leg. Please don't get that. <laughs> Um, oh. now let's do it. Come on, man. Let's get into our top episodes. I've, I'll run through okay. my 10 through six. Cause I know we're not doing top 10, but I did anyways. Yeah. Uh, you do. Your ten. I, I don't have top 10. I've got top five. So if I, can... I hit one of your top five though, stop me and we'll talk about it. Okay. I got you. I got you. Number 10, the limit. You got the labyrinth, Jake's limit. Also the war elephant. Great episode. Num- number 10. Dude. It's Gosh, a freaking darn. season, man. We got a good season. I'm just saying. Okay. Is that on your top five? It, it's like number five for me. Yeah. All right. Well, tell me why. Why is it number five? It's number five just because it gets so D and D esque, and I love like it has the montage moments of like you just get so many cool little things that the um, directors like put in there, like crossing this little bridge and going through this little tunnel, and there's scorpions and there's giants, and I, I love that. And it's the same reason why I love Dungeon in season one is you get those D&D aspects where we're on a mission. It's point A to point Z and we're going to do everything in between. So I, that's, I think that's why um, The Limit was like my my number. I had a tie, but like number five, yeah, I've got here. I, I, I had so many runner ups, so I might as I'm actually like making my well, maybe I'll, I might my hit them here. in my my 10. So, so I, I adjusted I adjusted my list here because I had I had two runner ups and two that were a tie for number five. So the limit came out at my number six at this point. Okay. Um. Well, I'll say real fast just to that. There's I feel like there's too big of a pause in the middle of that episode that it, like an uninterested like I guess what you like I kind of get the, a little the bored montage by. scene. Yeah, I kind of get a little bored by it. Um. Mm-hmm. Number nine, the other tarts. Great oh, quest. Yeah. The old tart toters, wise words of wisdom, uh, but a kind of annoying twist at the end. No, I, I agree with that because that was that was one I was uh, hesitant to not put in my tops because it's such a good episode. Number eight, blood under the skin. Oh yeah, my number seven. Yeah, Sir Slicer. He's kind of creepy, mm-hmm. cool armor. You get one of the like more memorable moments uh, or. Quotes. They do the, well. They there's a great the minstrel song in that one is so great. 
Sir Slicer and like his repeated like sound of when the crows call and he shows up is really hilarious. And following a kid around, it's kind of fun. Yeah, and there's just a lot that happens in that episode. So it's kind of hard. I mean, it is like every 30 seconds there's a joke. And that's it's kind of hard not to love those episodes. Yeah. Um, I got freaking people trying to FaceTime me right now, man. That's ridiculous. <laughs> um, <laughs> number seven, go with me. Oh, mostly wow. just Marceline and Princess Bubblegum. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I mean, definitely not in my top 10 for the app really? for the season. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's well, I've got, I'm a little biased cause I know that there, there's better Marcy and PP episodes to come. So it did, it doesn't really strike home for me. This one. Okay. Well, I just, you know, it's that first big interaction and it feels meaningful. You get to see mm-hmm. the contentment. And also, like, it's a great episode where where Finn kind of discovers, as I mentioned in my theoretically speaking on that ex- episode, a little bit of what he's looking for in a girl. And a little bit. No, it's, it is. I mean, yeah. it's an important episode for sure. It's just, I mean, for me, it's just like, it's like, the, it, it, it's like the beginning. It's kind of boring because. You know, I've got all the spoilers in my mind, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, number six, the eyes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Where's that at for you? I can't remember. We already talked about it though. I sat for a long time, Russell. Mm-hmm. I looked at all the episodes and I, I just thought how they make me feel when I watch them. Not not for the lore sake, not for the the whole show sake, but for how every episode in this season makes me feel. The eyes got my number one. Wow. Yeah. Number it, one? It it does just because that's the episode I could probably watch over. It's it's more of a desert island episode. It's not that it's so good in the essence of the whole adventure time lore, but it's like a desert island episode. Like my desert island movie is dazed and confused. It's not because it's a great movie, it's because I could watch it over and over again. You know what I mean? I think one of us has poo brain, and I don't know if it's me or if it's you. <laughs> no, you can't call my poo. I gave you my reasoning, and that no, reasoning you're fine. should you're make right. sense. You're right. It should make sense. I gave you my reason. That's I'm not the crapping on your favorite episode. It's the fair. Eyes, the eyes, and I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's not the best episode in this season for lore or for like character development. It's because, one, I'm a sucker for a good treehouse episode. Two, it's so quotable. And three, I could literally like take that episode and be like, if there's 10 Adventure Time episodes you could watch over and over again, it'd be that one. You know, and maybe it should be, it might should be my number five. Maybe I should no, move that up one. But I'll give it to you for number, like, again, we'll do. No, we I think do- you're right. I think you're right. Cause I, it is very quotable. I think I don't like creepy things. And so therefore I'm inclined to put it lower. I'm not going to put it much higher. I'm just saying, it's better than Susan Strong, which is what I have currently at number five. Um, I do think it's there, and that's why I know there are significantly better Susan Strong episodes. They they honestly, I mean, this one, when I go back and watch it, it kind of annoys me, but it does make me realize how underdeveloped Susan Strong was before they develop her as a character. So Yeah. Well, yeah, let me move but, that episode down one. It's great. You get to see other humans or a other human. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fun to like theoretically speak about, you know, and discuss, but it might should be my number six, the eyes, number five, number four. 
I'm sure this is on your top five. The Chamber of Frozen Blades. Dude, that was my number four, too. I love it. Oh, Chamber yeah. of the Frozen Blades, number now four. Now we're connecting. For sure. This podcast is bringing us together. Mm-hmm. It's, it's tearing us apart again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, that is such a fun ninja episode know, with powers. Dude, I, and the powers. I love that we do. We Dr. do spend Princess. more. We spend more time in the Ice King's castle. We get to see... We do understand more about Ice King because of that episode too. I, that's why I mean, for sure, my top. The five. whole. So that was, are we lame because we like ninja powers too, or whatever that Jake says to Finn, <laughs> and it's he's like, like no. Finn says to Jake, and Jake goes, "No, like he hides his ninja. We wear ours on we, our sleeve. We wear <laughs> our ninja on our sleeve." And then also, you know, like <laughs> I don't know, it was a great episode to talk about. You had the rat doctor, that whole thing, or whatever. I don't yeah. know. No, Very well, fun. It, and, it was and the, the first episode. It's one of the first episodes. I mean, I wouldn't say one of the first, but it's a great episode where we do have an A story and a B story. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's more episodes that do A story, B story. And bo- both the A and B story in this one are like killer because we get Dr. Princess, we get Gunter having a cat baby, we get Ice King, we get rock people, we get them learning ninja magic power. It's just, there's so much that happens in the episode that in all of it's golden. Well, Ned, you know, I specialize in little tuxedo people. <laughs> I specialize. <laughs> All right. I'm going to guess your number three here. Okay. Because um, I, I know as we're narrowing there it down. There are three I, big ones. There are three I know, big Well, episodes. I know the eyes is my number one. So I know that there's, you've got three left. And so I think this will be your number them, four. No, this will be your number three. This will three. be my number three. Oh. But I know that at least two of our top three match is number I'm three. Really shot then. One of yours is missing. One of mine. Yeah, I know it is. It, well, I don't have mortal uh, recoil at all. I don't either. Okay. Do you have number three as death and bloom? It is. Yeah. Yes. See, dude, we're vibing. We're vibing right now. Number three is my death and bloom. Death and bloom. Fantastic great, episode. Great episode. Dude, like, death, I mean, the underworld peppermint butler. What more do you want in an episode? Again, so much development of lore in that episode because we include Peppermint Butler, because we include Death. All of a sudden, we we thought, I mean, you thought the Nidosphere was the underworld. I did. Uh, yeah. In season one, I had to tell you, or at the beginning of this season, I should say. And I tell you, that, no, this isn't, this isn't, Nidosphere is not the dead world. Like, dead worlds are the dead worlds. Yeah. And death is yeah. the ruler of the dead. And the death is like. I'm so confused oh. by it all, but yeah. Um, definitely. It's, yeah, it, it really honestly doesn't get explained really well until you'll, we will finish the show and you'll be like, well, what the hell? I don't, I don't know about these dead worlds. It's the HBO specials give so much explanation to it. It's, there is also the biggest laugh in the entire season in that it's, episode. It's the, um, the two the heard around fart. the world, the two, it in like, Literally, that is like that's probably the funniest moment of the season. I would say that is the funniest moment of the season. It's one of the few moments where I had to re like I do that thing where you rewatch it, and every time it gets a little bit funnier, and I laughed out loud actually while watching it by myself. You know, a lot of times when you're watching by yourself or with other people, even you kind of don't giggle or laugh at all. But that one, like it just I couldn't it just because it catches yeah, you off guard. Control it. I mean, one hundred percent catches you off guard. Yeah, number two. Okay. Well, my number two was Mortal Folly. Wow. Okay. Um, um, we'll talk about that. Can we talk about that in a second? Because that's that's my number one. 
I figured I figured that was your number one because I know as a new watcher of Adventure Time, the first episode to get into something kind of dark and serious. And that episode deals with Mortal Folly deals with PB relationship, troubles with Ice King, the Lich being introduced, Finn being serious, hardcore magic. It's kind of got everything that why we are doing a podcast on this show. This is the first episode that has all that shit in it, you know? Uh, well, you just took my number one, Ned. But yes, that is no, no. everything you just said. That's my number, totally that's my number two. But the eyes, the eyes beat it out just because yeah. I'm watching back through it. And I'm like, I could yeah. watch well, the Well, I just said you, you took all my reasons for why it was number oh, one. Oh, damn. Basically. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, It's my number one. Let me talk about it. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, okay. So what is your number two? Uh, my number two is it came from the Nidosphere. Okay, is that that not was, on your top five. No, no, that, that was my number five. That was your number five. That was my You're number wild, five. You're wild, dude. You're wild. Yeah, well, it, but everything we just talked about with Chamber, Frozen Blades, Death and Bloom, Mortal Folly were before Nidosphere. Well, let me, me, maybe I can convince you. So it came from the Nidosphere, great episode. We talked about how it got an award for how great it freaking yeah, it is. Yeah, it did get an award. Uh, I think it's Adventure Time at its best, to be entirely honest. It's taking a very complex situation, the parent-child relationship, with high emotions and situational stakes and resolving it with such a goofy yet reasonable way. It's mm-hmm. resolved by Finn playing the song, this like crazy power that's about to go around all of the candy kingdom and ooh and just suck up souls. And Finn resolves the the issue by just playing a silly song about eating fries you know like that is quintessential adventure time in my opinion as someone who has never seen the show before and is very deep in the two seasons it feels like taking these crazy deep things and just being like oh here's a funny thing but also it kind of makes sense you know um so that's the number one reason it's marceline development too it's like we haven't we've just gotten that she's kind of an asshole and she's kind of a prankster and she's kind of a um, a best friend and a worst friend all at the same time. And this is a reason that we kind of get why she's edgy. You know, she's got a dad that's kind of distant and, you know, uh, well, it's, arms, it's, arms length away kind of dad where she wants yeah. him to love her. But the reason why she is the way she is, is that she's always kind of seeking that love and she's going to be violent and angsty until she gets that love, you know? Yeah. Well, also, so I, yeah, I get I'm trying it. to convince you. Hold on. I got more. I got more in that. Come on. Okay. The canonical aspect of it as well as what you're saying with, with Marceline, with her dad, Hudson Abendeer, we got some hints at Gunter being this like all-knowing evil power we that Hudson Abendeer is kind of freaked out about, you know, is like, give me your soul and, you know, Gunter won't give it to him. Mm-hmm. And then also... I think this episode expresses and shows kind of like the eyes how there's a creepy to humor balance that Adventure Time has a lot of times that a lot of kid shows in that time period don't really mess around with. There's a lot of animation in Adventure Time that could be really freaky or psychedelic or weird. Like this episode does all of that all in one episode. And it was my number one for a long time, but I think my mind was just blown by the mortal folly. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it came from the night sphere. Fantastic. It does. I mean, th- that's a great thing to think about season two is that it starts and ends on a very gruesome vibe. 
Because I would say even it came from the Nidosphere is like more gruesome and grody than uh, Mortal Recoil. Like, oh yeah, the Hudson Abadir, like head in the <clears throat> head in the mouth, like popping out, eating souls, like strip your body off, like. Obviously, even we don't even see when he turns to the Ice King in that episode and like flashes his face, and that Ice King's like, "All right, I'm out of here." Like, yeah. Um, but we're coming. On, we do have to think about the concept of people finishing this, uh, finishing season one, and then coming into season two, finishing with the gut grinder, which was like a very innocent, low key episode, and coming into this had to be somewhat of a tv shocker like absolutely i wonder how much time was separated between the two i don't think gut grinder is really a good season one ending episode at all it's not it's not mike mike made our podcast a good episode but the episode itself was not a good season same thing with season two heat signature was not a bad episode but not a good season two ender you know yeah i i couldn't agree more i I don't know. I it probably was a shock, but I just I rewatched, dude. I rewatched it came from the Nightsphere a couple of times and every time I watched it, I was enjoying, you know, all these little bits, all the the puns, the jokes that happened. Hudson Abadir being just such an interesting character and and freaking people out and getting like like joy out of it, you know, and Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Great. No, and Marceline fights her dad in like a kung fu mm-hmm. battle, sort of a thing. It, like, there's yeah. It's the first, and I and now I'm really thinking about it now, and I probably should have pushed pushed it at least above Chamber of Frozen Blades, I think. But it does introduce the first aspect of the show, where it is a relationship struggle or a relationship qualm between a parent and their their children you know mm-hmm. and yeah. that's that's such a theme of the show finn and his dad jake and his parents finn and jake's parents like um bimo and bimo's parents oh it yeah is, it is a constant constant theme through the show of who i am is developed by where i came from and the self-realization mm. of that and the self, once you, once you do self-realize, the self-independence from that. And how do I go on with my life and develop beyond that? And this one is the, the Marcy. Obviously, she hates that her dad is the either the way he is or what he does. There is some sort of barrier. And he's just off in his own freaking world. And it takes totally. her going, you did this one thing that hurt me. And him going, I never thought about it, but I'm glad you said it. And that's, it's the first real heartstring moment that the show plucks at, I feel like. So I, to be entirely honest, I think once we get deeper into, to adventure time and more, the, the more seasons go by, if we ever do a entire show, like best of list, I think it came from the Nidosphere, honestly, will be on that list. And I don't think, uh, Mortal Folly will. No, well, I think it's possible that the this mortal folly is so it's my number one because it is such a crazy like into it's like what I've been looking for this whole time. Yes, it's what you wanted this whole time. The, the but it came from the nice fear, a beautiful episode. Yeah, yeah, it came from the nice fear just through and through. The entire episode is just really 
really fantastic. Yeah. And, and I feel like you, you hit the hammer on the head right there is that right now you want the lore of Adventure Time. You want the lich destroyed the world. We're getting, why is the world the way it is? Why are people changed? Why is there a hole chunked out of the side of the world? And the lich answers those questions. When we finish the show, you'll realize the episodes that develop the characters more or get you closer with the characters are the ones that get you. But I know what you mean, though. Like, episode, or season three, once we get some lore, you'll you'll be like, okay, those are going to be my favorite episodes for now, for sure. Cool. I can tell you, though, for season three, like, Lemon Grab's going to be my one of my favorite episodes. Oh, and I yeah. know you're so excited for that. I know I you're am, excited yeah. for that one. Well, that actually gets, man, right into my next question for you. And Lemon Grab, I guess, is a great example of this. Are there any other new characters you can tease or old ones that are going to come back and stand out in any major ways? Yeah, I do have some notes on next season. We do get a return of Susan Strong. So cool. that's going to, that, that is coming next season. We don't have to wait. Um, there is an episode 17. Um, it is, a really cool episode where there is nothing that's happening except for with a snow golem and a wolf and it got nominated for an Emmy and Whoa. it, it is one of the only adventure time episodes that really tugs at your heartstrings. And it's not about any canon characters at all. And it's such a side okay. episode, but it's so good. And I forget that it comes out of season three and it's so good. Um, we get our first Fiona and Cake, our first gender-flipped Adventure Time Universe Oh, episode. that's going to be exciting. Um, that comes next season, so that's really great. I really have no clue what that even is going to be like, which is, that's one of the craziest things I've avoided so far. It's it's a good thing to avoid because there, there's some answers. that like You get an answer, and then you get a question, and then you get an answer, and then you get a question, and they really never answer the Fiona and Cake debacle in Adventure Time. It's very ambiguous. Well, so I do know... it's kind of annoying, but it's kind of fun at the same time. I know we've discussed... There's been some... I don't... We haven't talked about this in like a production meeting yet, but there there might be some fun things that we do with that episode. I don't want to spoil anything for travelers if it yeah, does or well, doesn't happen, but it could be really cool. We'll see, man. I, I'm excited if it happens. I'm excited for that episode. Yes. Yes, we've had some ideas for many, many a time. Yeah. Um, um, can we season three? Yes. No, I, I, I do. I got a lot of notes on this, man. Oh, dude, free, keep going. I was going to be like, are right, we getting into lessons? I, it's oh, we're, no, no, we're no. deep in. Y'all, y'all are around. You know, y'all know how we do this review episode. It's kind of like a loosey goosey kind of a vibe. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, like let's keep going. Like I said, I didn't prep over enough for this episode because I know as soon as I started talking with Russell about it, I'd be like, we could go for. Probably another hour. We won't do that to you guys because that'll be, we're at an hour, what, 10 minutes right now? Like, yeah, that's what geez, I'm saying. Please. But I would have spent more time um, on each episode, I think, if we were really, I was um, trying to go through those, to, you know. Yeah. We, we, we already talked every, about them. We gave everybody 45 <laughs> minutes on each episode. Then we don't got to do that. Yeah. Um, we get a lot more magic powers and villains next season. Um, and I say magic just because, again, there's more, just like more types of magic, more types of powers that we get to get introduced to. And I think that's fun. Uh, there's a little bit more dark themes. There's a little bit more like serious moments. Um, 
the serious moments of life and death and the serious moments of like coming up against something where it's might, you know, you might meet your end. You might meet something that's truly more powerful than you a lot more than season one. We get that a lot in season three. And then more, uh, just like, I feel like Canon Canon stuff is, is big in season three. A lot of like what you said, where everything we're kind of visiting in season three, there's not as many introductions. Um, Good. Cool. It includes every episode. If there is new people, it usually includes other characters that we're already familiar with. So it's building lore. And I think that's why you're going to really like this next season is it's, it's a continual build. I know it's going to take a minute for the Lich to come back. Is that in this next season? It is. Uh, it's it's season four. It's mm. not this season. It's, yeah. It, that's we got, fair. We, I think that's we, probably smart by the writers, honestly. We got a hot minute, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, because when they bring the Lich back, it really opens up a... I mean, a really, really wide Adventure Time universe, like expanding it dramatically. And I'm not, I don't even know if they had it planned, but yeah, season three, it gets a little bit more about Finn and Jake and the characters we have. And once the Lich comes back, it gets very like broad universe. Like, like okay. yeah. Is there, do some fans not like that? No, I'm I'm pretty sure all the fans love that. <laughs> okay, okay. No, well, all, all the fans love. It just seems like they start, took a bold choice from what you're saying. They they, no, they took a chance and they were like, all right, we'll see what they think. Once uh, once we get to Lich, Prismo, Cosmic Owl, Lit, uh, Multiverse, uh, Multi Fins, Fin Sword, it gets. Dude, we're due hits, for a Cosmic Owl. Shit hits we, the fan. We're, we are due for a cosmic owl at this point. You're right. They only had him in one episode in season one. I mean, it's, and it was like a, a split second. It seemed like too important of a character. Russell, I feel like. Flied by. I feel like you just encouraged me to make a drink called the cosmic owl. Cause like. Sounds cause like you, a great drink. Cause it means that you always want one. You're like, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always on the hunt for a cosmic owl dream. You know? Oh, I love that. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll Maybe make, that, I'll that'll make a, be. I'll uh, make a drink. Yeah, make a drink, create your own drink, and then you can post it on uh, our Instagram. And uh, we'll use the hashtag NEA podcast, and y'all can always use hashtag NEA podcast to, to, I don't know, share things on Instagram or TikTok or Twitter or whatever, and we'll try and keep up with that hashtag some. But Yeah, um, segue that into how all these lovely people can follow us. Uh, I'll do that, and then real fast after that, we'll do oh, lessons, yeah. and we'll head out. No, no, I was about to say I was I was ending the episode here, but I forgot we had lessons. I have and I have no lessons for the season. I on just the top of my head, but I, I chose my favorite lessons. Is kind of what I did of, okay. of of the season. I went through. I picked my favorites, and I'm just gonna say them real fast. Uh, start a club. Big monsters have big buttholes. Your best friend is a murderer. <laughs> you can't trust anyone. Every every fig has a wasp. Don't speak. Your little guard goblin cheese. Don't spank your little goblins. And one in three beans is evil. That's just science. Those are my 
favorite <laughs> lessons I learned this season. I love that. I love how you pulled out the craziest shit right there. Well, those awesome. were my lessons. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Go back and watch the episodes. Oh, I, I should. Oh, I wish you had told me you were doing that. I would have pulled out the randomest shit I said too, <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> I can't believe everything has a wasp. That still blows my mind. Oh. <laughs> no, do you want me to? Do you want me to do like the true Ned lesson and get like real deep with it? If you need to, I can. I can. I can Are you being called? Let's I can tell get, me. Tell me what you learned specifically and how it's going to apply to you. I'm going to make leave you accountable. I learned never stop adventuring with your friends because this season, and I can tell all of our listeners out there, we we dealt with something we've never dealt with it before, and we moved cities and we dealt with. We got our whole podcast together. We got the plan. We got our shit together. And this whole year, we literally dealt with not going to a studio, not being with DJ Cowboy Hat, not Lots doing of any of that yeah. stuff. And we we hardly skipped a beat. And I'd say just like literally keep adventuring with your friends and do what it takes to adventure with your friends. Because Russell and I over here, we literally do this every week. And every time I've done a, a jump to a city or a move or a transition, you know, you lose touch with people, but like literally we sit here and we text all week and we have at, at least an hour and 16 minute long conversation at least once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep adventuring. And that's a literally me and Russell's friendship is going to be a Jake and Finn friendship because we just adventure every week. Yeah. And that's my lesson. That's all oh, man. In the field. don't, uh, don't don't get all teary on me. Uh, well, let me add a, a fun, emotional me and you lesson then. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, throw it in there. Ned's got poison ivy on his butt. I do have poison ivy on my butt right now. Oh, and also he's a he's a great friend and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> love that we're doing this podcast. Um, no, I do. It's been great. Thank you guys, listeners. Wow, freaking two seasons. Ned, two seasons. What a co-host! Couldn't ask for a better co-host for uh, an Adventure Time podcast. Uh, I've spent the last year talking about a cartoon that I refused to watch for four or five years. For so that's many years. Very weird for me. Uh, but it's been fun. I'm really enjoying this this show. I think my updated, or as far as like last special, you kind of asked where I'm at with it. And I think I'm at a, a similar spot. I, I'm really enjoying it. It's It's not higher than Avatar The Last Airbender or one of those cartoons from like when that is very nostalgic for me, but I am really enjoying this, this journey and this adventure and, and traveling through it. And I got to say, I'm super excited for the next couple of seasons and just see where it goes. If we ever hit a season or an episode that I don't like, I'll let y'all know. I mean, certainly I'm not going to hold back on it, but I'm hoping it keeps impressing me. And I hope I can continue to enjoy this with everybody. Um, and yeah, I, good. I want y'all to enjoy it with us and ways you can do that are getting more involved and hanging out and, and discussing things on Instagram at never ending adventure podcast. I respond or Ned responds to nearly at the moment because it's manageable um, to almost every comment that's like, Hey, have y'all seen this or whatever? People are tagging us in posts all the time. Um, and I, I love it, man. Uh, TikTok at never ending adventure cast. Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. Uh, there is a Twitter. I do it in bursts. Uh, email us your thoughts, yeah, your opinions. We, we're, we're getting the season three. We can't, we can't do everything. No, we certainly do, not. We can't do all, all of the socials. 
hit us up, man. Season three is coming up. I want your thoughts on specific episodes. Put it in the subject line and be like, y'all need to either talk about this or here's what I think. I'd love to get more of the Traveler's Log on this podcast, nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. YouTube, us, you know, just subscribe just for the heck of it. It just helps us. Um, And you can watch it it there if you want. Uh, One day we'll have a visual element, possibly, if we ever make money and can afford cameras uh, on this podcast. We got cameras. They just look a little poopy. Yeah, I'm getting a new phone. Maybe that'll... That'll cause us to try yeah, it. Yeah, well, I'm thinking about getting a new webcam anyway. And uh, and we'll see. If we add the video element, we will post a raw like a trial video. We'll, we'll, we'll post raw video podcasts on YouTube. And then we'll let our actual podcast release be what DJ Cowboy Hat edits. Oh, yeah, that would help. The filters. But we can post raw video and be like, oh, here's like the moment that like I had to go pee in the background. Like, uh, yeah. Know. Yeah, I, actually, I, I kind of like that. That could be really yeah, fun. Like, and just yeah. have a good, we would just need a good thumbnail. Um, but yeah, also, I, I'm sure we still have stickers. And if we don't have stickers and you just really want one, man, send us a screenshot of your review and uh, from Apple Podcasts, and we'll try yeah. and get y'all a sticker as soon as we can. Uh, we've got some really great reviews, and this has been like, you know, the fact that we get like 10 more or 20 more reviews from before we did this sticker thing makes me really happy. So I can't wait to get these uh, yeah. travelers, their stickers. Yeah, we have, um, we officially, we got some quotes out and we are waiting for the quotes and production of the stickers as we speak right now. Cool. So, so hopefully we'll have it by the time this, this episode comes out. But um, also just about every Tuesday, you know where to find us. And... I guess next week will be a break, but we'll be back the following Tuesday. We will not release one next week. So everybody hold tight to their britches. Just calm down. We're coming out with more. I know you want to listen to us every week, but we got to take a breather because we have been doing this consistently and we have jobs and we have wives and girlfriends and we're, I'm just a boy. I'm just a boy. I can't do this all the time. So uh, we do need a quick breather to catch up and and get a little bit ahead. I'm just an old man. I'm just an old man. (laughs) In the basement. I can't believe, honestly, also, we did this whole episode. We did an hour 20, longest episode we've done, best season review. I think we freaking crushed this season review (laughs) at an hour and 20 minutes and with no ad. (laughs) No ad. Uh, Look at that. I don't know what that voice was. I was trying to get back to the old man, but I'm losing it. I can't talk anymore. I'm losing it. I'm done. Y'all, I'm talking. Oh, we'll see y'all next season. Oh, um, you know forever. I love the Jew guy. You are the best.